0: This is JMJ Real Talk with Josh, Maria, and Jolene.
1: This is episode 32 all about guilt. What is guilt?
0: (laughs) My favorite
2: subject.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to being Catholic. (laughs) Yes, yes.
2: Oh my gosh. Anyone have a Catholic mother out there? Yeah, I do. Or grandmother? I do. Yes. My my grandma is
0: Catholic. Yes, see? My grandma has passed, but the guilt is still
2: there. I remember I had a friend and she said, you know, she was a fallen Catholic. And she's like, yeah, I know what the Catholic guilt is. She's like, yeah, that is something that's real. It's not a myth. It's really out there. So So what is guilt? as we digress <laughs> guilt is a feeling that i feel like people put on you or you put on yourself or you put on yourself uh it, it uh, and we're not talking about like guilt he's guilty of a crime or she's guilty of a crime this is more of kind of like that internal feeling internal struggle with yourself yes yeah
1: usually placed on by someone else though who feels like you should be doing something
2: yes it's so shoulders
1: those dang shooters
2: yeah
0: or it's been ingrained to you for so long that you Adam. that's the first thing that comes to mind right it's my own personal guilt and i should be doing something else instead of what i'm currently doing
2: we've been programmed (laughs) (laughs) we've been programmed (laughs) for guilt all of our lives and i you know i often find myself with my own children and i think oh well i did it didn't i I did it. And then I'm like, ooh, I'm sorry about that. Let's rephrase what I was going to say to you. It's something I have to unlearn because it's been so it's been like all my life you know
1: mm-hmm. what is the difference between guilt and shooting
2: i
0: think guilt is more like deeply ingrained like something in you that can't let go of Shoulding is like oh i should have done this i should have done that and it's uh, kind of easier to get over guilt
2: is kind of like bad it's kind of like that you know the gateway drug <laughs> to guilt, right? I feel like shoulding is a gateway drug to guilt. Like that's your next step. Like you you tell yourself, "Oh, I should do that," but then you kind of the th- then you feel guilty about then it. Then you kind of dwell on it, which leads to
1: guilt. I think it's how we how shooting is how we create guilt in someone else because you can't, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could, but I I don't think that you can necessarily force someone to feel guilty. But the should when you should on someone, you are forcing them to think about, well, I chose to do this and you're telling me I needed to do this. And so it's it's that kind of internal conflict. It's like the pathway to the guilt of how to get someone there. It's not like I'm going to go up to you and go, you know, instead of watching three movies yesterday, <laughs> I'm going to guilt you into feeling bad about that. And I'm going to make you think that you really could have been doing um, cleaning the house instead. I'm not going to use the word guilt. Instead, I'm going to say, oh, you you watched three <laughs> movies yesterday. You should have been cleaning the house. It's the pathway to start <laughs> that guilt process. And I because think it's that really that's what they're doing,
2: right? <laughs> I mean, just pointing and, the, and then they are like, oh, no, I wasn't trying to make you feel guilty. That was not my point. That's not what I meant to do.
1: People who who use that should on you when yeah. you say don't guilt trip me. Yeah. They're like, oh no, that wasn't my intent. Yes, it was. You didn't like the choice that I made, Mm -hmm. and now you're going to try and make me feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have to see that as it comes, so that we can put a stop to it. If we allow others to use the path of should to instill guilt in us, then we're allowing them to be in control of us, and that's not okay. How has your past upbringing affected your view of guilt? (laughs) That would even be me.
0: Um, (laughs) It's hard, because It's just so ingrained in me that I'm not quite sure when it started. So it, I guess, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or a religious thing or how it came to be or that generational trauma, but um, it has definitely affected me in in the way that i feel and and think about or i'm not making sense
2: no i know i totally get it because i feel i feel like it's it's not just us it's something that's been passed on it's a trait that's been passed on generation to generation so i'm probably really good at making people feel guilty (laughs) because my you know my ancestors were good at it i feel like it's one of those traits that's been passed down that we need to like figure out how to like stop
1: but i think it comes from people being self-centered and i think it comes from like i feel like you should do this because it also benefits me. And I don't know if it's necessarily something that's passed down from person to person. I think that we, we gravitate towards that language because it's what we're used to hearing. But I don't I don't know, I don't necessarily think that it's like, my grandma did this, so my mom's going to do this, so I'm going to do this, so that my kids will do this. I think it's a societal thing. I think that all, all the time, everywhere, we are constantly going, well, how does this benefit me? And if it doesn't benefit me, then you should change that so it does benefit me. That's just kind of how I think life is sometimes. Well,
0: and then fitting in a box. So, like, you know, those gender roles and, you know, fitting, you know, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm this age. I'm supposed to have three kids by now, you know, but I don't have any kids.
1: (laughs) You mean that? (laughs) You mean the, like, my parents got married at 17 and 18, 19, whatever, and so I'm almost 30 and I'm still not married? Like, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think it's those it's those um, societal norms and societal pressures that cause that. And I think that we we have to try and find a way of stopping that. And I think that the main way of doing that is is to switch that language from should to oh you chose to watch three movies yesterday to take care of yourself go you instead of s- switching that from from continuing with the oh well you should have been cleaning the house and doing laundry and picking up dog poop and mowing the lawn and da 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 because you know those are things that are important right now
2: and i think i think it's it's also it might not even just be the self-centered thing for me it's more of what a societal Uh, A perception of what should be taking place and whether it's uh, like how you raise your kids or how you act in public or anything like that I feel like that that is something that has always been there in my life I feel and I'm not quite sure like you know I can't remember the first time that I felt guilty (laughs) (laughs) I just No, I have like you know what I'm saying
0: yeah and for me I don't necessarily think and you can correct me otherwise I don't think I make people feel guilty no but that's like the first feeling that comes in me that I feel guilty all the time even though I'm not doing anything wrong
2: right yeah I feel guilty for thinking that i made you feel guilty (laughs) you know I mean it's for me (laughs) it's double well,
1: and I, I think that there's, like, the morality piece of guilt, and I think that that's where parents try to justify the guilt side of things from, is that it's, if I make you feel bad about the choice that you made, and and I don't think this is a conscious thought, but I think it's, like, if I, if I make you feel bad for being a couch potato, then later on you're going to choose to go to the gym instead of being a couch potato and i think that it's all in good faith and or not faith but it's all in good with good intention but i think that we have to remember how detrimental that can be to someone's mental and physical health because if we're constantly going well that was a dumb choice why'd you choose to do that you shouldn't choose to sit and do this we're constantly telling them that they're not good enough that, that, that their choices are not good enough but if we validate their choice oh yeah today you chose to do this um, what would be a different choice for tomorrow so that you're not staying in the same slumber of being, you know, at, I don't know, sitting and watching TV or eating seven bags of chips or whatever it may be, you know? And I, I think that that's where we have to try and break that is is going through and figuring out how can we encourage people to make choices that better themselves, but without the judgment side of things, which instills the guilt piece.
2: And I think that we talked a l- about that in episode 20. 20- anyone letting it be and I feel like that is the part that gets me because I still think back about the stupid things that I did in my past and I still feel guilty about them. Or or is it that I feel bad? I don't know. I'm not because there is that fine line of like guilt versus bad. But I think it's one of those things where I have to figure out how to let it be and move on from there because that is something that's hard for me to do. That's the part that I need to work on.
1: Well, and I I, I fully believe that it's a, it's an unconscious i think for most people it's an unconscious thing that you are attempting to make someone else feel mm-hmm. guilty i don't think that for the majority of people they go around and go i'm going to make you feel bad about that choice <laughs> i mean i think that if they do have that feeling then you need to get some help because that's that's not okay right but i think for the most part it's it's not a conscious let me make you feel bad about your choice But it's a let me find a way of helping you make a better choice or make a different choice so that everyone feels or so that you feel better about yourself and you feel better about what you're doing. And we have to be careful of that because, again, we can't control someone else's choices if they're not willing. Well,
2: we we can't control outcomes either like our own outcomes that's not something we necessarily have control over and that's the part that sometimes I feel like that's where a lot of my guilt comes from so it's the outcomes that I have no control over
1: exactly so how do you deal with situations when people try to guilt you into something Uh,
2: uh, there's a couple things there's a couple I guess ways I deal with it number one is my stubbornness comes through and I'm just like "Uh uh-uh no sorry that's not gonna work right but then there's the other part where, um, if it's something that I feel like it's not a big deal, I just do it you know i don't know i I, I, there's like i don't know there's two parts of me that
0: come out and i think it has to do with the relationship with that you Mm -hmm. have with that person right so um and in the past for me i have always fallen into like if people guilt me into something i'm going to go ahead and do it Mm -hmm. but now that, that has changed and i've noticed that recently if someone's trying to guilt me into something it's like uh no no, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to do that. And, and then I really dig in my heels. And it's like, whether I wanted to do it just a little bit, it's like, no, 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 thank you.
2: <laughs> and, I, and I think a lot of it has to do with um, my own anxiety, too. And I know that, um, uh, uh, you know, a couple months ago, my mom, uh, she suffered from a heart attack, and she has a lot of anxiety in her life. And that's something that she knows she has to work on. And there now it's like, oh, no, that's not something you need to worry about because before I felt like she was trying to make me feel guilty about doing certain things, but it was just her anxiety of making sure things got done. And so I thought she was putting guilt on me when in reality she was just trying to calm her own anxieties. Does that make sense? Okay. So now I've learned this last couple months is like, no, that's not something you need to worry about. Remember you don't need, that's not, that's not in your bubble. (laughs) You don't need to worry about that.
1: I've kind of coin- I've kind of coined a new thing with that I like to say and and um, my fiance recently told me that it really pisses people off when I say it but um, <laughs> So I try not to say it to her because you know I want to be in good graces, but uh, what I say is that sounds like a you problem and I walk away because if someone is choosing to g- try and guilt me into doing something that I have no interest in doing, mm-hmm. it is a them problem. I'm not going to change and make a different choice if it doesn't directly affect my life in a positive way Mm -hmm. and i think that we have to focus on that piece so that we can be the best humans we can be and i think you know and obviously there's a better way of putting it than that sounds like a you problem (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I think that, it, but probably I probably a that little
2: that bit less confrontational <laughs> than that. <laughs> but <laughs> I
1: think that that helps to <laughs> nip it because people who purposely attempt to control your emotions by guilting you, right, they're not going to respond well to when you say that sounds like a you problem and walk away. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like. <laughs> What Uh, uh, I can't believe you just said that to me.
2: Maybe that could be like a nonverbal thing you say in your head, but something (laughs) else should come out. I'm just afraid that there's gonna be shutting. Is Um, that
1: guilt? So that sounds like a you problem (laughs) that you don't like what I'm saying. I'm just afraid that
2: you're gonna get smacked or something. So
1: again, that sounds like a you problem (laughs) that you don't like how I'm saying that. Um, I'm not going to make it more comfortable for you. (laughs) Okay, well,
2: it might get uncomfortable for you. (laughs) And
1: I think that I think obviously. Obviously, there's a time and a place for for that comment but it's right. it's, it's more about protecting yourself um and and letting kind of setting that boundary you know we we've talked a lot about boundaries in episode 20 and how when i say you know what i see where you're coming from but you're gonna have to manage the disappointment of me not accepting that and instead of going through that whole process because adults understand when I say no I can't do that it's Mm -hmm. if you truly have a relationship with me you know that if I could do it or if I wanted to do it I would do it and if I say you know what that sounds like a you problem like I can't be there for that then what it's saying is you know I'm going to set that boundary and when we start to set those boundaries of saying I can't do it we're ultimately saying my mental and physical health is what I'm going to hold nearest and dearest to me Because if I don't, then I'm going to struggle. And so I think that when we take a look at when other people are trying to guilt us into doing something, we have to focus on those boundaries and realize that, you know what, it might be hard to say, no, I can't do that. But we have to protect our own ourselves.
2: Well, and I like for my mom, when I tell her, oh, no, that's not something that you need to worry about. That actually is like, oh, thank you. I'm glad that you're telling me I don't need to worry about that. For her, when I say it that way, instead of that sounds like
1: a you problem,
2: Um, when I say really it that it, way, he's really giving you. So, a so maybe
1: maybe you should be like, well, maybe that sounds helpful. like a me problem, not yeah. a you problem. Yeah. In that case, like it's the opposite. Like that's a me problem, not a you problem. Go check yourself. You know.
2: But like, anyway, I feel like it's helpful for her because I feel like that that's something that she has grown up with just that feeling inside of her and for her for her it's helpful like it's it's helpful for her to know that no i don't need to be worried about this or i don't need to feel guilty about this
1: which then all comes down to the relationship and knowing the person because yes. obviously i'm not going to go up to a stranger or <laughs> at a job and be like to my boss you know what that sounds like a you problem i'm not going to do that because again it's not what's helpful to the situation right it, is helpful in a situation where i'm like you know what it's a me problem not a you problem so just let it go yeah you know because like maria worries about everybody (laughs) and if i can be like maria it's a me thing not a you thing you go ahead and de-stress and move forward that's what that's where that comes from like it comes from like let me help you to disengage so that you can focus on you not someone else
2: are you worried about someone right now
0: i'm always worried about something
2: okay
1: What are some outcomes if we don't deal with the guilt we receive?
2: <laughs> well, there's definitely some stomach issues going
1: on, right?
0: And some chest,
1: <laughs> chest <laughs> issues. <laughs> so health issues, basically.
0: <laughs> some heart issues.
1: Yeah. I, I stress eat. And so for me, it's it's a total physical health, men, uh, mental, physical health issue, because if I allow someone to to control my mental health, which is what guilt is, then I'm allowing them to not only control my mental health, but my physical and emotional well-being as well. And I, you know, it, and I think that that's where we have to to step in with the empowerment piece and really figure out how can I empower myself To say I'm not going to take on the guilt that you're trying to give me. And maybe that's a better way of saying it's a you problem, not a me (laughs) problem, or me problem, not a you problem. Is that I'm going to protect my mental and physical health enough to say, I gotta focus on me. You do you. We can still be friends, but we can't we can't do this in this moment.
2: You're you do you do you, boo. There we go. (laughs) That's a little bit better.
1: I'm not sure that's better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely say it affects your physical and mental well being. Because I know when I work or feel a lot of guilt I feel pain I mean literal physical pain mm-hmm. and and it's hard to to change that mindset to say hey I, I need to stop feeling like this and I'm gonna let it be
1: and if we think about like the the guilt that we receive from as teachers from administration from students from families from all of that when we don't and even co-workers you know I I have am finally at a place for me that I'm like you know what I'm gonna take my weekends and I'm gonna To do what I want to do on my weekends. I'm not gonna go spend time in the classroom um, on the weekends because to me, even though you know the teacher down the hallway is there seven days a week from eight in the morning to four o'clock at night, it doesn't mean that they're always the best teacher. It doesn't mean that because they put in that extra time, that they're a better teacher than me. It's that maybe I or maybe they or maybe I am able to manage my time better so that I can get those things done or whatever it may be. And I think that we take on that guilt of, you know what, I show up. at my contract time and i leave at my contract time and i i think that we have to i think that guilt and judgment really play hand in hand with things and i think that you know whether that's a judgment i place on the person going wow why do you have to be here seven days a week to get your job done or i'm only here five days a week and i can get my job done just fine like it's it goes both ways ways. and (laughs) it's and it's everybody's journey and it's and for some it may be their safe place like they're there seven days a week because home is not safe for them or um, or the stressors at home are too much to handle, so I'm going to go to work and I'm going to bury myself in work versus being able to go home and spend time with family or those kinds of things. And I think that we almost judge people and their lack of guilt that they feel. Mm-hmm. Or we judge people with yeah. the amount of guilt that they feel. And so I think that when you have those two things, if you're choosing to place that judgment, it's probably because you feel guilty about something yourself. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm... If If I'm judging someone for being there seven days a week, it's because I'm feeling guilty that I work my contract time, don't come in on the weekends, don't come in on holidays, don't check my email over the summer, don't whatever it may be. And I think that we have to kind of diffuse that and separate that out and go, okay, I'm feeling guilty that I'm not putting in the extra time, not that you're trying to show me up or whatever it may be.
2: And I feel like our profession, I mean, you could let guilt run your life in this profession because there's a lot of things that go on that are pretty sad or you know upsetting that you could feel guilty about. I know my one of my cousins was like man I could never be a teacher because I would want to help every kid in the school (laughs) and I just I wouldn't be able to like my anxiety would be too much that I wouldn't be able to do it and I feel like you know it can be very overwhelming especially when you have like your little classroom family where you, you know, certain students don't get that extra love and you wish that you could just take them home and they could be your kid. And, you know, so I feel like this, it's something that could be really overwhelming. So you have to learn how to control that. And I'm not sure how I do it, but I mean, I'm still, I have been teaching for over 20 years now, so I, I've obviously learned how to do that because I have had a lot of tough students in my classroom that I'm like, oh man, if you were my kid, you know, um, that overwhelming feeling does happen though.
1: How do you change your mindset when confronted with guilt?
2: By being
0: able to to let it go. I mean, I honestly have conversations with myself. <laughs> it's like, okay, Maria. <laughs> that's enough. (laughs) Let it go. Let it be like we talked about in episode 21. But it's I think it's a conversation you have to have with yourself in order to move on and to to change your mindset and to be a healthier person.
2: I know when the boys I think it was one of their first haircuts that I gave them and I nicked one of their ears and those things bleed like there's no other and (laughs) I called the doctor and they laughed at me first of all and then they're like you do you have glue okay put glue on it but I always thought oh my gosh you know they're always going to be they're always they're going to know that I did that the rest of their lives are going to hate me they're going to have a big scar you know all the those things that happen in the moment and they don't remember. They, uh, you know, oh, remember that time when you cut my <laughs> ear off? You know, they don't remember those things. And I think sometimes in our heads, we make things bigger than they actually are and looking back on certain things that you know I've done in my life it's like well in that moment it felt really big but now it doesn't you know I mean I do feel bad that I cut his ear but he survived and
1: I think for me I try and think about how am I going to feel about this instance in one week Mm -hmm. three week a month a year 10 years 12 years 30 years and if my answer is well I'm probably not going to give a shit Mm -hmm. then you know what I'm gonna let it go now because if i don't my mental health is going to suffer right and if and and i I kind of use that philosophy in in life in general not just when guilt is brought towards me or or whatever but if there's a disagreement with me and a a family member or me and a um a friend or you know with my fiance and it's like you know there's certain things that you might hold on to for a little bit longer and then at the end of the day you're like am i really going to go to bed like this because honestly does it really matter right and i think that if you are seriously still hurt about something then yes it's still going to matter and if in a year you're still like you know what you did me wrong then that's a conversation you're gonna have to have with them because at that point you gotta you either gotta let them know that hey you don't get to treat me this way Mm -hmm. or Be like, you know what? It's time for you to be gone from my life because you are consistently showing the same behaviors. And so, you know, that's kind of what my fiance and I's philosophy is, is like, if we have a disagreement at the end of the night, if it's not going to be something that in, you know, 10 years, we're going to be like, do you remember when you
2: (laughs) put the spoon (laughs) in the fork section (laughs) of the drawer?
1: there's different sections
2: i'm just teasing <laughs> i'm teasing
1: but that, but then if it's not something that's going to be in you know even even like five hours from now if it's not worth it then why are we arguing about it you know right. if it's not something that's like life or death then there's no reason to argue mm-hmm. guilt has a sneaky way of getting to you if you allow it Allowing someone to guilt you into doing something gives the other person the power to control you. When you allow someone to control you, you give them permission to control your mental state. As we have learned in past episodes, your mental state is one of the most important things to guard. Work to empower yourself so that you do not allow others to guilt you into doing things you do not want to do.
0: This was JMJ Real Talk. Tune in next time for more on social emotional health.